Welcome to the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is for the adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. And just like you, we are trying to figure shit out. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Welcome back to the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. I am Crystal and I'm joined here with Wendy. And today we're going to jump in here and talk about partnerships, the pros and the cons, why we feel like a partnership is a good idea for us. It may not be a good idea for everybody. Wendy, do you want to start us off? <laughs> sure. So, you know, it's an interesting thing. Because when I decided that I wanted to focus and be not just a side hustle, but an entrepreneur full time, you think of it as I'm conquering the world. It's me, me. I make all the decisions. I do absolutely everything. Then for us, there was an opportunity to form a partnership back in October of, why can't I remember? 2021? 2020. Crap, I missed a year. Ah, pandemic, thank you. There were three of us. It's an interesting shift because all of a sudden you're sharing with other people. There's different chemistries. I mean, it's a really interesting dynamic. And I think that may have just come across as a negative. But for me, what I have found is I really enjoy the partnership because to me, it has what I think of the best of both worlds. Now, it helps to have a partner who you talk about no like, and trust. It's like, you like clients like that. Well, you also have to have that type of business relationship with anyone you enter into a partnership with. And I really like it because it allows me to not focus on what I consider are my weaknesses. It allows me to not have to focus on the fact that I'm not, you know, marketing has never been the thing that lights my fire. <laughs> it allows me to focus on like, I don't know, content that I love or the elements of mindset and coaching that I love. I think what I'm trying to say there is that partnerships are really amazing opportunities. They have to be well-matched. And yeah. one of the things that makes it well-matched, and then I'll, then I'll stop talking, is that you play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. Don't try to like have the same weaknesses <laughs> that somehow become exacerbated. And I think about that in terms of like, what am I trying to say? It's like, four marketers getting together who are all about creation, but not really implementation is not necessarily the best way to go. Crystal, what do you think? I agree. I think that if you're going to enter into a partnership with somebody, it needs to be more than I just like this person. There needs to be a big conversation about, do you have shared values? What are your skill sets? What are my skill sets? How can we complement each other? And how can you do it in such a way so that when you enter in the partnership, there's not a power struggle constantly. <laughs> I think that it is an interesting dynamic. And I know I certainly felt it when we went into our first partnership agreement, we had a third partner. I think we all had growing pains in the 
beginnings of that because we were so used in, to working in a silo mm-hmm. that it became hard to share the responsibility and share the load and share the decision-making process. It had to be now a discussion. If you're matched well with the right person, that discussion should lead to better, bigger ideas. It should be able to build off of each other. You should be able to complement that. I, I really feel that with Serendipitous Rebel, with you and I, you should be able to come to the table with an idea mm-hmm. or an opinion or a thought, and it should be discussed and built upon. I think at the point that it becomes a debate and a power struggle, that's when you're in bad territory because I think a lot of people think I don't want to work alone, so I'm going to find a partner. That's definitely was part of it for me. I know when I first entered a partnership, I don't work well solo. I like the accountability of a team. I like working with a team. I like the collaboration. I like the the synergy of all of it. But walking into a business partnership is kind of like walking into a marriage. There is a legal agreement. (laughs) There should be anyway. You should have an operating agreement. You need to talk with a lawyer. There's a combination of finances. There's a combination of skill sets and everything else. When it goes south, it is like going through a divorce. <laughs> yeah. It's not no. pretty. It's not fun. And yeah. it's expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because I, we're like in a second marriage. Oh, we are. <laughs> we're totally in a second marriage. <laughs> is you really learn. You're supposed to learn. So I think here we're trying to share what we learned and what we have then been able to adapt. And it's, and I, and the thing is, and it's no fault of anyone's when you first enter into a partnership, there are growing pains, as you said, and the growing pains can be, there's ways to make them less severe or less painful, but nonetheless, you still really have to go through that. And again, it's like, it's like a marriage. And I think that the thing is, it's so important to set up systems, to set up processes, to make sure there's buy-in. And we talk about this, that while marketing interests me, I don't necessarily get involved. And, you know, if you have a question, like if there's a question, like I want to know the high overview. And I think, and then when it comes, as we were talking before we recorded, when it comes to things like, oh, you know, setting up the program for a coaching client, that's more my bailiwick. That's more my, that's my, what is the word I'm trying to say? Those are my strengths. So it, it doesn't necessarily make sense, though I think one of the things that's so important is being open to new perspectives, being open to conversation, um, not in any critical way, just having that type of rapport, hey, I think we might want to try this, or hey, have we thought about that? I, I think those are the moments are that are so well, and it's like that way, like when you're, you know, it's like going to a, to a retreat or something Mm -hmm. and have those sidebar conversations that really is where the magic happens. And I think that that's the same way with, with partnerships. Oh, the other thing that really crossed my mind is along, well, not really along those lines, but work-life balance. When I think about something that is so important and a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't want a partner. I don't want to share. Okay. Well then that's, you know, (laughs) that's 
it's, it's like, okay, you, you do, you know, you share the good, you share the bad. You mm-hmm. share. One of the things that we hear so much is I spin my wheels. I spend so much time. I'm always, you know, I have that cell phone glued to my hand, even when I'm with my kids or my, you know, or my partner or whatever. And, or, or I just, I don't have time for friends. I'm just so all consumed. It's different when we actually have set hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do have, I think, set hours that, you know, we're available to even, and it's like co-working. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I feel like, the, I feel like I'm talking too much. So I will stop now. <laughs> You're not even coming close to talking too much. I, well, cause it's, it is. It, and, and I think that if you're going to go into a partnership with somebody, you need to have a shared vision of that work-life balance as well. Because yeah. if you, what I love about Wendy and I is that both of us have very similar, if not the same priorities and expectations in our lives right now about what this business looks like. And so when we came together, we were both very upfront about how many hours do we want to put into this? Mm-hmm. How much money do we want to make out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, what is that going to take? And what do we need to do to get there? What is interesting is because when you start the conversation from that, that's what leads into, okay, well, then this is what the business model should look like. This is what our pricing should look like. This is how many clients we can take on. Because I think a lot of people start from that front end. I want to make this much money. Mm-hmm. Well, Okay, but that it becomes in conflict later on with the hours we want to put in with the price point that we're charging for things. And so starting that conversation there and then working it backwards, it was an intensive thing before the operating agreement was signed for Serendipitous Rebel. Wendy and I did an entire Saturday, I think it was. Yes, we did an entire Saturday session of, okay, what do you want? What do I want? What are your values here? What are my values here? What is the value of this company going to look like? What are the roles and responsibilities going to be? Because (laughs) Wendy's right. You want to be able to share the load. You want to be able to do it. So you can't really come to the table and say, I'm in charge of marketing and you're in charge of marketing. Then who's in charge of the rest of it? Like there had to be like some assigning of how are we going to handle our finances? Who's tracking those things? In our case, we hired that we hired that aspect out because that was neither of our zones of genius. Okay, then we need to budget that line item in exactly. for that person to be our bookkeeper. Okay, we want to, how do we promote our stuff? How are we going to do those things? And it has to be very frank conversations because kind of like combining two households in a marriage, you have people have different philosophies about money and how they're going to spend money and how they... <laughs> do things. And so there needed to be real conversations on how all of that was going to work. Yeah. You have to have mutual respect for your zone of genius. Like Wendy is the co is the certified business coach in this relationship. And I'm the certified marketer when it comes to our coaching program, when we brought on our first client, it was funny because I think at one point she asked, okay, how, we both kind of asked, how should this go? And we started talking about it. And at one point I had to say, well, actually that's your thing. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't have input in that. I should just keep my mouth shut. And I mean, it is not to say that I can't ask questions like you say, and come back and go, okay, have we thought about this? Or maybe we should add this in here, but the overarching strategy of it, the overarching plan that starts with Wendy. 
Same with a sales page for me. I start with the sales page. I start with the marketing plan. I start with the marketing strategy. Now, Wendy goes back and proofs it and we look at the final copy together and we add things together, but that's when the collaboration comes in. Mm -hmm. For jumping off points, we both know where our roles are. And I think that's really beneficial. And at the end of the day, if we disagree on something, which we've not really disagreed on. No, we haven't. But mm. when, but with, but if we look at things and say, uh, I really don't like that or, Ooh, I'd like to work that differently. One, I feel very comfortable to say, uh, there was a LinkedIn post that went out this week and I was like, I just don't think I'm crazy about that. And Wendy's like, yeah, me neither. So together we can rewrite that and rework it together. But that's a beautiful thing to be able to do at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. Because it, because it does make it better. And that's the whole point of a collaborative environment. Well, exactly. Exactly. One of the things that they always say is a con for a partnership would be like the emotional side of it. I think it goes back to the basic mindset of we're open to learn. We're open to explore. We're open to expand with that means that we don't get defensive we don't get, oh, stop, step the, the toe stepping. And it's actually funny because I think sometimes, and I think we've both done this, it's like, I don't mean to step on your toes, but what about this? Mm-hmm. And I think the very fact that we say that up front is, I think, terrific because we, we, it's like we acknowledge and appreciate the strengths of the other person. And at the same time, we're like, well, we might have a suggestion. Or what do you, you know, again, it's like, what do you think of this? I think that well, we're lucky. <laughs> oh, super lucky. Yeah. And I think that it's something that others should definitely think about and take into, you know, take into consideration. And it, you know, and it, it can also be mother, daughter, father, son. I mean, there's so many different partnership opportunities that people can explore as long as there's an an understanding of how each other are. And we have taken values assessments and strengths assessments. What else do we know? And these various different tools, which some, sometimes people are like, oh, that's garbage. Not necessarily because- Did you all hear the jersey come out there? Oh, I love it when Wendy's jersey comes out. I think that it's not like, it doesn't become an excuse it becomes an understanding. It's not, I'm ruled by X, Y, Z. Therefore, I'm a fire sign. Therefore, I'm always passionate. Well, no, that's not, you know, it's it's a tool that sometimes, anyway. So I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Just, I think that having a lot, of use, utilizing the tools that are so readily available can be really powerful. And I, but then again, I also think that, you know, I use some of these tools with my husband, with my family. My, I make my kids take assessments so we better understand each other. <laughs> no, because it's a relationship. And I think with any relationship, having those tools in your tool belt is, is to help better the relationship. And I think people miss the marks of that, whether you're into fire signs, Zodiac, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, what are the other ones out there? Love languages. Oh yeah. Then there's the values in action, strengths assessment. There's, it's not pathfinder, strength, the strengths, Clifton strengths. I mean, there are so many really good ones out there. Yeah. And the whole point of those assessments is not to 
label yourself and I am this, and therefore everybody must adapt to me. It's to have an understanding of this is my starting point and this is your starting point. And now we're going to have to work in growth to meet each other part of way. And Wendy and I've done a lot of those assessments. I know we're going to do a wheel of life when we get together at our company retreat and uh, which I don't know if it's going to be before or after this podcast airs, but I know we have an intention to do that assessment together. We're going to revisit values because it's been six months and we always think it's a good point. Yeah. It's and a good. Oh, uh, sorry. I said, and vision. Oh, vision statement. I think that was mainly what I, I think that's what I meant to say, but we're going to reevaluate those things and take a look at those things because I think it's important as a company to make sure that what it is that you you're on the same page as a partner too, because in your mind and your business, you, you do a lot of pivots, especially new businesses. I feel like in the first year you're in a test and you're in a testing mode and you're kind of working things out and you're working things through this works, this doesn't work. And so revisiting those on a frequent basis to make sure you're on the same page, you're still working from the same playbook is really important. But it's a relationship. At the end of the day, our relationship is more important than the business. And it's why the business stays successful because we still maintain respect for each other. We're not afraid to call each other out and say, hey, why are you doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. yep. Uh, Hey, (laughs) what's going on here? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Did you bite off more than you could chew? Yes, exactly. No, never. (laughs) Yeah, I would never do that. But that's exactly it. And it's putting a value on a relationship over, yeah, over the business. It's interesting. And I don't know how much study has been done on this. And this may be a really controversial thing to say, but I I have a sense that females by nature we value relationships more than say profit. I think we've talked about for our, you know, we're at different seasons of our lives, but those seasons are parallel enough. They're very parallel. You know, we both want to take August off. We both want to take December off. Hello. But yeah, but those things, they factor in to the, to how we operate over profit. I would, I strongly would suggest that people at least explore that as, as an option. I did a class through the Wharton School of Business. And one of the components of it was how do you find partners? How do you Mm. find, yeah. One of the best ways is to get involved online in other, you know, in groups, in, in the entrepreneurial groups that are online and start seeing and even asking questions and try to see, you know, who do you mesh with? I could, maybe I should put this out there that at some point I would love to do some sort of a live event that digs into partnerships. Mm-hmm. I think really cool. I, I could spend time, which you would not want me to do, uh, trying to imagine where we would go. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's what I'll be hearing on Vox over the next couple of days, guys, just so you know, where are we going to have our partnership retreat? Yeah, because it's, yeah, and I think it's important too, when you're looking for the partner, it's like dating. Yes, you have to, you have to kind of do some collaborative projects with them first. Are the, do they meet, do they meet deadlines? I mean, yeah. like if, if there's are if there's clashing and issues in a simple joint venture collaboration, chances are partnership 
not going to go much better. It's kind of like if you date a guy and there's kind of a jerk to the waiter on the first date, that's it's, it's really yeah. only going to go downhill from there. <laughs> so so it's, it's good to know when people tell you who they are, believe them. I think of that Oprah yeah. quote all the time. When people tell you who they are, believe them. And don't let your want to be in a partnership overshadow any of the flags that you might see in a partnership. Yeah. It's like dating. It's like, this is good. This could be your dating advice for the day. Ladies, if there are flags in while you're dating, it's just going to get worse when you get married. I'm just going to throw that out there. Not that I know from experience or anything. Taking the emotion, well, it's not just the emotional, but the, the connection side really, and then you get the, the necessarily like legal advice and that you're covered for liability and things of that nature. But starting out with, you know, I wonder if there could be like speed dating for partners. Yeah. It's called Upwork. No, I'm teasing. No, don't find your partner on Upwork. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's my disclaimer. Don't do that. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. I just really think that it's an option, an opportunity that people should look into because I think that the pros far outweigh any cons. Even, I mean, and Wendy and I have been burned on a partnership before and then people looked at us like we were kind of crazy when we signed the paperwork to do this again. Or maybe they didn't look, some people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, really, you want to do this again? (laughs) And I think even you and I had a conversation about, are we sure we really want to do this? Mm -hmm. And I mean, for us, it was kind of an overwhelming yes, 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 for a lot of different reasons. But I think that when I think about partnerships, it's interesting But yesterday I got invited to go to Chicago for three days with other entrepreneurs. They wanted to do a co-working session. And then they also wanted to see how it was we could help each other's offers, which I haven't even told you about that yet. And what that tells me is there is like this desperate need and want from entrepreneurs to collaborate and to work with someone else. And I do think that a rising tide rises all boats. I think that relationship marketing and relationship opportunities and this ability to collaborate with other people, we collaborate with another entrepreneur on our masterminding retreats. We bring her in as an energy alchemist. She's phenomenal. We collaborate with other marketing coaches and ad coaches out there. Having those relationships are hugely valuable and people want them. I mean, I think people look at you and I and go, we want what you have because we have a lot of fun. We have a profitable business and and we're both pretty chill about business as well. I don't feel super, this is like, this has been the year. It's been kind of nice of like no stress. I had texted Wendy last week and I'm like, it was Friday and I didn't work all day and it was so nice. And I didn't respond till the post until, I don't know, Monday morning. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just, it was just a very chill and working environment. And I think that it, it is something that you can set yourself up to do if you're intentional about your partnership and about your collaboration and about where, what your goals and your strategies are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. And I have a feeling that this conversation will come up again and again and again. And again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's really an important, an important thing to talk about and to encourage people to 
definitely, if not partnering, but collaborating yes. is the way, absolutely the way to go. All other podcasts on collaborating. Well, that's how you do your speed <laughs> dating is you look at yeah. your collaborative opportunities. Can yeah. you bundle with other people? Can you exchange services for, uh, with other people? Yeah to help them out. It, there's just, there's so many cool opportunities. You know, what, what popped into my, my mind is the whole concept of a dream 100 list. I have used super successfully and it's just coming up with a list of, well, a hundred people that in some way you want to collaborate, you want in your, just in your world. And mm-hmm. it could be different areas and they're complementary areas. Mm-hmm. And you know, anyone from, oh yeah, I want, you know, I want Brene Brown to be my friend to, hey, Crystal, you, you were on my dream 100 list before we were business partners. That is something I really encourage. And again, that probably could be a totally different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a great starting off point. Thank you all for joining us. And if you have questions about partnership, be sure to post them in our Facebook group, Redable on the Go. If you're not part of that community, then you're going to want to jump in there because it's where you're going to find us having a lot of our conversations with other like-minded entrepreneurs, just like yourself. So if you'd like to continue the conversation, we will see you in there. Otherwise, until next week, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about our upcoming masterminding opportunities on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media. Hey, see you next week. Bye. Bye.